you don't have to figure it out on your own. If you're looking for truth, inspiration, and tips for success in the classroom and beyond, you're in the right place. It's time to turn the page to the future of the profession. This is the next chapter for Teachers Podcast. I'm Erin Spinagle, and thank you for listening to episode 20 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. Wow, finally made it to episode 20. So I thought before we begin this next series of podcasts on classroom management when starting out the new school year that I would reintroduce myself, especially if you are just turning in. You may not have heard this before. So I'm Erin, and this will be my 21st year of teaching. Currently, I teach art, but before that, I taught fifth grade for 15 years, and then before that, I taught two years of third and fourth grade. So I've been in grades three through five my entire career. In addition to teaching, I'm the author-illustrator of two children's books that I independently published through my publishing imprint, Next Chapter Press. And in addition to that, I am working on some not only children's books, but some creating content for teachers as well, books and other uh, materials. So the next chapter for Teachers Podcast is my way to share with you ways to move forward in the classroom and in your life, because there's got to be a better way to do things and to think about things than how we're currently moving forward in the profession. Teaching can continue in its current state. That's why we see people leaving the classroom in droves. And I'll go as far to argue that all the Grow Your Own Teacher programs in the world won't fix the current teaching crisis. We have to fix the environment and the issues exist, not just bring more people into the fold because that's no guarantee that they're going to stay. It's kind of like the parable of the sower in the field, seeds won't grow in rocks. (laughs) But while I can't change mandates and policies and public opinion, I can help you navigate the crazy. As I like to say, I have been as high and as low as one person can possibly be in the course of a teaching career. I've been a long-term substitute that walked into a not-so-great situation the week before school started. I've been the state teacher of the year, and I've been the burnt-out teacher who was ready to quit. I've been the teacher that started all over with a new position. Uh, So I've experienced a lot, and I'm hoping that this is the format that is best to share my advice and direction with you. Which brings me to our topic for today. As we get ready for back to school, it's coming whether you like it or not. Classroom management. So wherever you are in your teaching career, whether it's just starting out or you've been here a while, classroom management, along with your mindset, can make or break you. It will make or break your year. And there are many components to it. It's not just about student behavior, but that's what we're going to start with. Because from the first day of school, you are on. If you want to be able to teach the kids, have the kids behave, have your classroom not look like someone turned it upside down and shook it, well, that might happen regardless. But anyway, you have to have your classroom management on lock. And it starts with how you teach rules, routines, and expectations. So, 
I've got a goodie for you to take back to school with you in a few weeks or next month or in two months, depending on where you are in your summer break. I have created what I call the Great 88. Rules, routines, and expectations to go over and over. And this, this is going to become a classic. I can just see it now. <laughs> you are going to get this thing out for years to come and use it as a checklist of all the things you want to go over to teach your students how to do life in your room. It's geared more for upper elementary because that's been my world for the past two decades. But you may find it useful if you teach outside of that grade range as well, like primary or even middle school. It is linked in the show notes below, or you can get your copy at www.erinspinagle.com. So why is this so important? Rules, routines, shouldn't we just let them get to know each other, get started with some content? Won't the rules just come up naturally as we go? I mean, if they're in upper elementary and I consider that to be grades three and up, they've done this school thing before, right? No, no, they have not. Girl, boy, real talk time. Okay, they have had two months off, which is like an eternity. And if, if you're in the US and maybe not, uh, you might be on a year-round schedule. Maybe that's different. But anyway, they have been off a school schedule, more than likely not on anyone's schedule for a few weeks at least. They have reset. They are coming back from being wild and woolly. And that's good because you know what? You probably need to be wild and woolly too after this last school year. That didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. Me too. I gotcha. And unfortunately, many of the home environments that our students are coming from are not stable and lack structure. So they're coming back and just assume when it comes to behavior, they know nothing. They remember none of it at all. You also have to take into account that your expectations may vary greatly from that of the last teacher they had, like noise levels or how to do transitions. Things that might be a big deal for you may not have been a big deal for the last teacher. So you've got to assume they know nothing and treat the year like a blank slate. So I've got the great 88 for you for this very purpose. So you don't miss anything. But I also have some other guidance for you for how to establish classroom management in the new school year, especially if you are a new teacher or you are going back to the classroom and you're doing this for the first time or the first time in a while. They all begin with P. I like alliteration. Helps me remember things. Helps you remember things. So let's get this going. This, like the, this is the foundation that you need for anything you're going to do classroom management-wise in your room. Are you ready? Let's go. The first P is presence. This, this means your demeanor, your confidence, how you project yourself, how you project your voice. It all matters. You. What do you bring? What energy do you bring to the room. That then sounds a little woo-woo, but stay with me. When you're just starting out or you're just coming back from a bad year or experience teaching, I know it's hard to find your voice and hard to, to keep that confidence. I have been there. I have been on an end on the end of a bad year coming back and just not totally understand if you don't have that confidence right now. But you have to remember you are the boss. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be mean. No, I don't like mean teachers. I didn't like mean teachers in school. And I don't want you to be mean. That's not going to establish a good rapport with your students. Not at all. We don't want our students to associate us with mean or nasty feelings. We want them to feel good and to trust us and have a good rapport. 
but you can be firm and you can be assertive. That's what your students need and it's secretly what many of them crave. They want someone to be in charge and provide structure. It helps them feel safe and it helps them feel good to know that that's you that they can count on. But that means no wishy-washy from you, friend. You've got to be afraid of nothing. Well, maybe a little. I don't want you to be, like I said, there are parameters here, but you've got to project the confidence. You've got to tell yourself, I am the adult. I am the teacher. These kids are looking to me. I set the tone. This is what I need for this classroom to run. The more sure you are of how you want things to be, want your students to do things, want them to behave, the stronger your presence will become. You build up the presence over time. But if you, you can go into the school year just saying, this is what I want. This is who I am going to be in here. So the next P, let's move on. Because I know you don't have a lot of time. You want to enjoy your summer or what's left of it. The next P is procedures. And this is what the great 88 is all about. You have to teach them everything. If you want it, teach it. You may have heard that saying before, but it makes the difference between smooth sailing and hitting an iceberg come October. Yeah. Anyway, you have to teach them everything you want them to do. And you're going to need to do it consistently. Like how to sit in your seat. Do you want to see their feet on the chair? You're going to have to teach them differently if you don't want to see that. Do you want certain supplies on their desk by the end of announcements every day? Better show them that too, not just show them what supplies to get, but where you want it on their desk. That might sound too picky. Mm -mm. It don't matter. It will. Especially when they're trying to write on top a stack of books. It don't matter where you told them to put their stuff. If it sounds a little over the top, trust me, it's not. What you'll see with the Great 88 Checklist, you've got to leave nothing to chance. Leave no stone unturned. Better to do it that way than to forget some things. And you won't be able to teach them every rule, every procedure on the first day. I know that. Or even the first week. We'll get to that in another podcast, what to do when. But you do need to let your class get to know each other and have fun in addition to keeping the focus on the long-term goal, which is having your students ready to learn with as few behavior disruptions as possible. Seriously, going over how you expect the pencil sharpener to be used and when to use it, that may seem excessive right now, but it won't in a few months when they know when to sharpen their pencils, like first thing in the morning. Notice I said pencils, not just a pencil, because that a pencil not going to last long. Or not to sharpen them when it's interrupting your math lesson. Or teaching them how to clean out the sharpener and when so you don't have pencil shavings strewn all over your floor like graphite confetti. Moving on, moving on. Not that I would know anything about that. Mm -hmm. The last P. So we've got presence. We've got procedures. The last P is practice. You will need to practice anything you want your students to do, just like you will with reading and math. They have to practice the procedures until they can do it without being prompted. And if they forget or they push the envelope just to test you, that will happen, you've got to reteach it until they get it. Practice may seem like it's wasting class time or it's excessive, but it's not, not in the long run. 
practicing also helps to establish your presence. They're going to learn you're not kidding, that this is how things are going to be. And not in a mean way. I've already established that. But you are the boss. This is how you want things done in your room. This is how things are going to be. And you don't need to be emotional about it. That is a big thing, too. That's part of establishing your presence. Don't get angry when they need to practice. It's not about the reaction. They're kids. Kids' brains are developing. They're going to forget stuff, especially at the end of the year. But we're going to do it till we do it correctly. And a lot of this practice will come from modeling the behavior or the procedure that you want. Remember that if you want it, teach it. It's also if you want it, show it. You can't just tell them. Teaching is not just about telling. You got to do it and show it for them. What does it look like when you stand in line keeping your hands to yourself? Show them how to walk from one center or station to the next without making a lot of noise or leaving a huge mess behind them like a cloud. Probably the most important thing is showing them how you expect them to interact with each other. Especially if they don't have a model of that outside of school, an adult who can model for them how to control their emotions and work respectfully with others, it becomes even that more important. So everything you do and say is practice. Everything you show them is practice. You are constantly the image to them of how they're supposed to conduct themselves and learn in your world and outside of it as well. So to review, the three P's to establish classroom management this year and every year. Presence, establishing your authority in the classroom. Authority isn't a bad word or thing. Kids need authority figures. We all need someone to look up to. They need leaders to show them the way. But you got to act the part and believe in yourself and your power. That's part of it. Procedures. Teach them all the things. Every little thing. They can handle it. If you want things a certain way, show them. Show them how to talk softly. Should they hang up your coat? All of it. It will all make a difference to them in the end. And the last one, you're going to have to practice all of this can't just show them once. You'll be showing them all year. And sometimes of the year, it's going to be more important to practice than others when things start to get a little exciting around the holidays. But whatever you want, you will have to teach and you will have to reinforce with practice. It's not a bad thing. It's not a punishment. It's learning how to be and how to do things in a way that will keep the calm and contribute to learning. That's what we center everything back to. We're there to learn. So we're going to keep diving into classroom management and the lead up back to school. But make sure you grab the great 88 rules, routines, and expectations to go over and over in the show notes or at www.aaronspinagle.com. I promise it's something you can take back to school and use it all year long. So while it takes time and it requires resolve, standing firm on your classroom management strategies and your ideals will give you the foundation for a better school year, regardless of what comes your way. That's all for this episode of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Join us next time when we turn the page to the future of the profession. Until then, remember to be different, but more importantly, be the difference. And I'll see you 
in the next chapter.